Good evening. What is your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I am Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary thing in their life. We discuss their story of success and the mindset drive them into achieving the impossible. How many of you are a W two employee? You must know what's it what's what's it like to balance your life with your family, your W two as well as your business. Real estate investing can be a, as passive as you like, or it can be as active as you desire. As a W two worker, being a successful real estate investor is even harder than full time investors. Not only due to the time and effort that you need to put in, but also due to the consistent shifting of gears, mindset adoption. Today, we're very happy to invite a friend of mine、uh, to our podcast, who is an IT professional, and she is also crushing it in real estate investing. Let's hear about her story and learn how you can replicate her success. Thanks for coming to our show again, Chika. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Ben. Awesome.、Um, I, I I want to thank you for coming in because、um, the topic that we're going to touch on today really are a common question to to a lot of people in my community.、Uh, people who are you know engineers, scientists, they they got W two extremely busy, but、mm-hmm. you apparently not only holding your W two very well, but also you build your portfolio, real estate portfolio aside. Very well. So before we get into those details, give give us a a, a high level、uh, background of yourself. How did you get into real estate? How did you know real estate? And what are you what are you currently doing? For sure, yeah. So、um, yeah, I'm an IT professional, like you mentioned. My degree is in computer engineering. I also got an MBA, so I went the academic route. Uh, that I know a lot of South Asian families, you know, are all about like get your education, get a job. So I did all of that,、um, you know, got a job in IT as a software engineer, and then kind of got more into the management side of things. And, and I enjoy, I actually enjoy technology and and my IT job. But I'm one of those that needs something on the side to like keep things. Challenging or to keep things exciting in life in general,、um, and you know I felt like I had some free time to do other things. So I've、um, I've been passively investing in real estate for the past fifteen years or so with just one rental property. So every time my husband and I like every time we would move to a new house, we would end up renting the house that we just moved from, right? So in that sense, but it was super super passive in that you know it, it wasn't like I was acquiring real estate. For rentals, right? But at least I got some experience in in that,、uh, you know, doing that for many many years. And then、um, I want to say, like about three years ago, right, right about when the pandemic hit,、um, you know, there was more, there was extra time that I had in my hands. Now that there wasn't anywhere to go, no parties, no, you know, events, none of that stuff, and I, I filled that、no、with just ed- no social life, exactly. So、um, and so, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me do something else that I'm passionate about, or that I feel、uh, passionate about, and and I felt like real estate was one of those、uh, areas. So I actually decided to.、Um, I was in two minds: should I do the realtor course to become a realtor? But then I realized, you know what? I have a full time job. I'm. I don't want to 
help others buy real estate. I, I, yeah, another job. I really want more the knowledge side of things. So I actually took the whole realtor course just to learn, but didn't actually like take the exam or become a realtor. And I know there's different schools of thought there too. Like I could have gotten my license and helped me in buying my own properties, but I didn't want to have to deal. I mean, there's work involved there as well. And I felt like that can be outsourced better to realtors who've been doing this for years and years and who do do this for a living, right? Instead of yeah. me trying to, to be my own realtor and, you know, do the financing and yeah. management and all those aspects, right? So I'm a big believer yeah. in that. And I think one of the ways that I can do this with a full-time job is recognizing what I enjoy and what I'm good at and then delegating the rest of it, right? Awesome. I think that's key, whether that's construction work or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. And so... Um, yeah. And so I took that realtor course and immediately after that, I was like, I need my first project. So I decided to flip a house. Um, yes. This was a, the end of 2020 mm -hmm. uh, that I bought my first uh, fix and flip property. And again, it was more of a passion thing. Like I always enjoyed, um, you know, renovating my home and all of that. And I was like, let me give this a shot. Um, it was a high end um, renovation like for Houston and it was local. So, you know, I could drive to it and all of that. It took me about six months end to end and ended up making a $150,000 profit on that first nice. Nice. Now, Now, I wish I could take all the credit for it, but of course the market being as hot as it was, you know, obviously had a part to play in it. But at the same time, you know, that was a good amount of money to, to be like, you know what, this is something that, you know, I could continue to do. Um, now that, that change doesn't, I'm not doing flips anymore because of the market. The current market situation is not conducive for flips, but it was my step into like, okay, now let me see now what, what next? Right. And then, so then I learned about the Burr strategy because then I, I know the long-term goal for any investor should be to acquire more rentals, right? Whether that's single family homes or multi, because that's how you build long-term wealth. Right. So I knew, okay, you know what, I'll, if I continue flipping, it's good money for now, but it's not money for the future, right? I still need to take that money and invest it somewhere, right? And so that's where I was like, I need to buy more rentals. Uh, at that point, I had one rental, um, right? The house that we had moved from was the one rental. Uh, and I was like, now I need to actively acquire more rentals. So I learned about the Burr strategy. I, you know, there's a lot of education out there on YouTube, which I started watching. Um, I joined a um, couple of mentorships. I think those were helpful um, just in gaining confidence, right? For any new investor, um, I, I, you know, there's there's two schools of thought about how useful those mentorships are and whether they give you an, any tangible value or not. The way it helped me was the confidence, right? That I know I'm learning from someone that's done this for many, many more years than I have. And um, and so I was able to learn yeah, like the birth strategy. Right. More tools in your tool belt. Exactly. And so the birth strategy, uh, I used that to acquire um, several more rentals, you know, along the way. Now it sort of turns out with the interest rates going up and the market going down, my last burr was actually, actually didn't go as well because by the time I was said and done, the property actually appraised for much lower than what I had anticipated and the interest rates had gone up. Mm -hmm. So I ended up leaving more money in the deal. Like I ended up leaving 20% in the deal. So the burr, the idea of the burr is to leave as little as possible, hopefully 0% yeah. 
but I ended up leaving 20%. So I could have bought it the conventional way and that might've been a better yeah. uh, approach for that particular one. But, um, and, and the interest but rates you'll be high, getting a right? brand new house, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a house. It's not brand new. It's, uh, it's actually one that I renovated, but yeah, I have another house in my portfolio that I can yeah. rent out and, and build long-term wealth. Right. So no regrets right. there. It's all learning, right? You, I believe you mm -hmm. either, what do they say? You either win or you learn, right? There's no lose. So, yeah. um, I yeah, learned and, out of that. So it's, it, it, it's, it's also not a, not a lose, right? I mean, uh, you're, yes, you're keeping the money in the deal. You're not losing money. You're keeping that in the right. equity. It, 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 it's certainly Absolutely. not a lose yeah. to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, but, but that's what made me realize is real estate is not a, you know, one strategy, like one chick pony, right? Because as the market changes, you have to adapt your strategy. So last year flips were great. Um, wholesaling was whatever there was, you know, burr strategies were working well, but now that the market switched, I need additional tools in my tool belt, which is when I started learning about creative financing because that is probably the best strategy that you can use in this current market, right? Um, whether that's a seller finance or a subject to deal. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I also got used to multifamily very recently, um, a few yep. months ago. And so that's another awesome. aspect that I'm exploring. But, but the main thing is to awesome. keep learning. I feel like that's one of the things, you know, yep. I like learning, I like new things, I like new challenges, and that's kind of what's keeping me going. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And, yeah. and Chika, you, you actually have touched on many content that we should dive deeper. Um, so let me take a step back. Uh, when you just get started, you really are recognizing you have more time, right? Yeah. You're, you're just figuring out a way to, to you know, uh, uh, spend more time on. Um, did I lose you? No, I'm... Okay, because I can't see you anymore, but that is fine. Um, so, so uh, I th one sec. I think I think what's happening is that your computer is screening is uh, capturing your recording, and mine is capturing my recording and saved to a local drive, and they will upload it, you know, separately. And for some reason, I can't see you. I think probably due to an internet issue, but you can hear me fine, right? I can hear you. I can see you. I can see myself. Okay. Uh, All right. That's fine. I, I, yeah. I just can't see you, but I will move on. So let me do a bookmark and we'll move on. All right. Yeah, so Chika, uh, uh, one, so one thing, one thing you mentioned about is that uh, you really get into real estate because uh, you recognize you have free time outside of the W2, right? And what, what were you, what, what was your mindset you know, drive you to say, okay, I'm getting into real estate, not getting into something else like cryptocurrency or some other stock market investing or flipping cars yeah. or whatever, right? There's so many mm -hmm. options out there. What is the mindset that really drives you from being? Yeah, and I, it's a good question. It's a good question because you're right. There's so many things I could have done with that extra time. Um, I feel like somewhere inside, like having a rental property all these years and also having like enjoying the renovation part, which as I told you, I started with flips. Um, I felt like I really enjoyed that uh, renovation aspect of property. So something that I, I, I feel passionate about uh, something that I know would be, you know, because I feel like you can succeed in something if it's something that you enjoy as well. 
right. doesn't feel like work. if it feels like work, you're not going to you're not going to last long or you're not going to keep doing it for long. Right. So it was just something, again, having those rentals, maybe during COVID, so many people were doing home renovation projects, which we, which I did in my house, too. And then I was like, you know what? I think I can do this, you know, on other properties. Why not give it a shot? So it was almost accidental. Like if that first flip had not been as successful, maybe I would have decided tough. maybe this is not for me. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. some of it was timing with the market and and how I I got into it too. Yeah. And and of course, once you recognize your first success, your mindset click right. The, exactly. The basically the thing that going on in your mind is like, oh, I can do this, you know, pretty well, and I can make a profit. At the same time, I can also build up my long term wealth. Right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It, and I think the first success is always the hardest, right? Yeah. So it's like when you get that first success, then you're like, oh, you know what? Now I've got something that I can build on. Yeah. 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 Right. And 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 of course, at, at the same time, you know, uh, the reason why this is this is this is a, a topic that I really want to touch on is that most people in W two, you know, including myself, um, we are so uh used to the paycheck the periodic paycheck that come mm-hmm. and hit our account either every weeks every the other weeks or every month right and people think that is stable but really up to a certain point you recognize that you are relying on your company to pay you yeah. you're not mm-hmm. relying on something that is within your control even if you That's can true. argue that hey you can perform very well or whatnot, but if the if the performance of the company go down, then really no matter how good you are, you're still being cut, right? Yeah. So I this is what I really appreciate your input because um, this mindset will help people, you know, really take their first step. If you haven't ever touched real estate, then if you have a free time, then read more, study more, and yeah. when you're f- comfortable with it then take a step and yeah. really figure out whether it's 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 for you or not right would you agree yeah no i absolutely agree and i think you're right the education is important like don't go into anything blind of course um but at the same time after a certain point you've got to take action because yeah. those are the two things that you can you can get education for years and years and years before you take action and you're not going to get any results till you take action so, you know, balance that out, get some education, figure out the other thing about real estate, which is um, confusing to people is there's so many different yeah. aspects. Like you can do flips, you can do wholesale, you can do rentals, you can do multifamily, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many options of what you can do. You can become a realtor. Um, so pick your path, right? The, the shiny object syndrome, we've heard that um, you know many times in real estate because there's always something flashier, and you know better you know or or that looks more attractive than what you're doing but try to you know the people that stick their path usually are more successful because you have that clear vision of what you want to do so to pick one lane and you know get educated on it but take action quickly uh, maybe you know calculated risk like start you know with small steps but take action um, and then once you see that result then kind of then decide, you know, what awesome. you want to do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And the other thing that you talk about is in 2020, you did your first fix and flip. Right. right? And um, 
tell us a little bit about what that looked like, like how big the house is and what degree of renovation you have done and give us a, a sense of the numbers. Sure, sure. Um, so it was a house in Bel Air, Texas, which is very close to the medical center here in Houston. So a lot of doctors and high net individuals, high net worth individuals live in that neighborhood. This um, I started looking for properties for myself, right, um, on the MLS. I did not know about wholesalers. I did not know where else to look, right, because the MLS was the only thing I'd ever uh, I knew about. Um, so I was looking on the MLS and I was calling different agents, again, not knowing what I'm doing, but just like any properties I liked, I would call an agent. Um, and I called an agent who had this property in Bel Air um, that caught my attention, but it was not the property I ended up buying. Uh, and she said, the property you're calling me about is already under contract, but I've heard of this. Uh, I've seen the sign in front of this other property. That's a probate situation. Mm -hmm. And I believe they just got through probate and they're going to be listing it tomorrow. Do you want to what see What is a probate, probate situation? Let's that's, that's talk. Yes. That's, uh, so probate yeah. is where like someone ha is, is deceased and they have uh, passed on the house to their, um, to um, either their kids or whoever they, they pick as their inheritors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's an inheritance and it has to go through some legal process to kind of clear, you know, that part of who's going to get the house. Right. Um, so um, it was so it was a lady, actually, it was a lady who was a single lady that had passed away. And she uh, she gave the house to her friends, a couple uh, that were her close friends who inherited the property. But um, the good thing was I the timing was just perfect because it had just it had not even hit the market. And this agent told me about it before it hit the market. So I quickly went. I saw the property. I liked it. I still wasn't convinced. But the agent was really good. Like she honestly talked me into it. She was like, trust me, I know Bel Air. Like she knew this area. She said, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a really good flip. Um, you, you know, once you do it up and everything. So they were asking for 650000 approximately. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, by the time you fix it up and everything, um, you know, it could, you could sell it for nine fifty. was her thought. And she said, you know, maybe about 150K in renovation. And I was like, okay, I crunched my numbers and all of that. But I like to be a little more conservative with my numbers. Mm -hmm. So we went in and we actually offered 575. So we mm -hmm. offered much lower than what was being asked. There was another investor who had also put in an offer by then. And apparently our numbers were similar. Um, and we ended up getting a further 25K reduction. So we got it for 550 oh, nice. where the other investor was. But they picked us because I, I truly believe my agent, the agent I got was just exceptional. Amazing. So again, some of it's timing. But if I had not picked up the phone and called agents, I would not have met this agent, right? So that's where I talk about like action. When you take action, you don't know what it's going to lead you to, right? Right. Um, and so that's the easiest way. Just call agents, build that relationship. Um, just today, I was talking to another agent who told me about three other off-market properties that she has, right? So build those relationships. You hear that yeah. a lot with real estate. And I was learning that firsthand with that first deal. So she told me about this deal. We got it under contract for 550. Um, I did not have contractors. Um, I looked on Facebook and in investor groups like, hey, I need recommendations for um, con uh, contractors. I tried to get some referrals and all of that. So I got like five different contractors out there to get estimates during that process i was also learning like okay because this particular house needed a full rehab it was 
built in the 80s so and it had not been updated this this lady had lived there for 30 40 years and hadn't mm -hmm. done anything so we needed full cut yeah original so everything needed like from flooring paint the good thing was she had maintained it well so like the the big things like the ac and water heater and roof those were in good condition it just needed you know to be updated uh, in terms of cosmetics That's so best. we ended up yeah so it was it was it was an actually ideal project for me cuz i i could see the before and then i saw the before and i could see what mm -hmm. i wanted to do with it like the after we took down some walls opened up the plan you know new kitchen counters cabinets like pretty much the works like we did everything um even the landscaping all of that so it was a big project so it took a mm -hmm. good part of you know almost three to four months to do the whole work wow. and again i was uh since i was working at that time too i would go after work to check in on the project um, i also hired another project manager uh, to be my eyes on the ground because i mm -hmm. i wasn't able to go every day so i would have her go take pictures for me check in on the progress of the project so i was able to virtually manage some of it